Hello and happy Friday. It's another edition of your guys' favorite podcast, Burgers and Brats. A lot to dive into in this new year, 2022. Happy New Year to all you listeners out there. Uh, We got a lot, a lot that's happened since I've been on the air. Uh, Lots of bowl games that came up. Uh, Fantastic games, fantastic finishes. We have the College National Championship coming up uh, this week, which we will discuss Uh, NFL, the final season of the year until the playoffs, got that extra week, and we are now there. Week 18, going to break all that down. And then a superstar may be leaving campus in Norman, Oklahoma. We'll break that down as well. Uh, I'm also joined by special guest Natalie Honore. But before we dive into all that, make sure you follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Pandora, and anywhere else you get your podcasts at Burgers and Brats. And stay up to date with the latest news on Twitter, Instagram, and hopefully you're watching right now on YouTube at Burgers and Brats. So Natalie, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me, Braxton. Let's talk about some football. It's my favorite thing. (laughs) Big, big sports girl. Big sports gal. Yes. All right. All right. Uh, you want to give out your socials for uh, the people listening? Um, I think the only one I know is my Instagram and it's just Natalie Honore underscore. It's the um, only one I know. <laughs> all right. Go hit that up. Um, so dive, we'll dive right into this. Um, Kayla Williams, uh, freshman phenom, University of Oklahoma uh, at one point was a Heisman favorite two games into his career in the middle of the season. He has entered the transfer transfer portal. Uh, It seems like everyone's going into that nowadays. And the five star has now left. Even after playing in the bowl game, uh, he decided to enter the portal. Uh, I I find it super shocking, Uh, especially playing in the bowl game. It really doesn't make sense to go through all that extra month of preparations to prepare for an opponent. Uh, and then uh, not a week later, not even that, you decide to uh, leave the school. Um, not officially leave. He did say staying at OU is an option. Uh, Natalie, were you surprised by Kayla Williams entering the transfer portal? It's hard to say. Um, I was not surprised at all. I thought this was for sure coming. Um, I think, yes, I thought for sure as soon as Lincoln Riley left, he would be Next one out the gate. Um, I think there, I think he waited a while. Um, I mean, he is a freshman. I think kind of wanted to be a little bit of a people pleaser. Um, you know, like you said, like you said, are you still in the mix for him? But um, yeah, no, I'm I'm not surprised. This was this was kind of on my radar. I figured I figured this was uh, coming up pretty soon. All right. So you're the one that saw it. I mean, I think most of us expected it, and then once he decided to play in that bowl game. Pretty much we all thought, all right, he's staying uh, no matter what. Uh, I think this is just a money grab right now. I know lots of other analysts are saying this, uh, Greg McElroy, uh, especially saying just go see what they're offering, see what these other teams are going to give you. Uh, Georgia apparently offered $2 million, some donors for Caleb Kelly. Uh, Some of his likely landing spots now, UCLA, USC, LSU, Georgia, and Ole Miss apparently on the radar after Lane Kiffin and retweeted a tweet with that saying Caleb Williams needs to come to Oxford. The only two that actually make sense on this list for me is Georgia and maybe LSU, but Georgia is the only one that makes sense because you leave Oklahoma. There's not many schools uh, can count on one hand, if that even, uh, who uh, are better than OU as a football program and that you could go win now mode. USC, they're foreign 
uh, eight last year. UCLA is still uh, barely winning season. LSU is just a dumpster fire like Texas. Uh, it's just ran so poorly. George is the only one that makes sense to me. Uh, where, where do you think uh, Caleb Williams would land? Um, definitely think he'll go SEC. That would, I mean, I'd be shocked if he went anywhere else. Um, Georgia, I think is at the top of my list too. I think, you know, he had a great first year. I mean, like you said, highs and favorite after starting two games. Um, yeah, I, I'm thinking Georgia's probably top of the list. Um, my sneaky pick that I think maybe could sneak up there would be LSU. Um, I think there's just, I feel like there's just something about it that, you know, they're, you know, transfers are attractive. Dogs. It's the corn dogs. Is yeah, that it's, LSU? It's or is that Ole Miss? What? Ole Miss. Is, is the corn dogs Ole Miss or LSU? I have no idea. It's I'm Ole not Miss, a, man. It's Ole Miss. I'm not a big corn dog fan, so I'm not. I don't know. There's something about LSU. I feel like, you know, Death Valley, it's a place to be. Um, I think if he doesn't go to Georgia, I'm thinking LSU might be. That's my sneaky pick. I might sneak up there for him. I don't, I don't think he's, I don't like the LSU because you fire a coach after winning a national championship, uh, not even two years later. So it's, it's just so poorly ran and administration and so such a dirty program. I, I know you're an LSU fan. I, I was an LSU fan. I like coach O, you know, I think he's a character. Um, so yeah, I think, you know, you win, you have a perfect season two years ago and then you fire him. I think it's just a little bit too, I think it's a little bit too much movement for Caleb Williams to trust his career in, but um, I'll be interested to see where he ends up. Yeah. Uh, my, my thing is Georgia, Oklahoma. That's my two. That's Georgia's the only program that you could actually go in and probably replace. That's a top tier uh, program. Go replace their quarterback. Um, so, OU, OU's though in a good spot. They got this Dylan Gabriel kid, 26 games. 564 completions, 8,000 yards, 78 touchdowns. So he averaged three TVs a game and 300 passing yards a game. So that's pretty dang good. He had a really good career at UCF uh, with Jeff Levy as his offensive coordinator, who is now the offensive coordinator at OU. Uh, have you have you heard about this guy? Um, I've heard a little bit about him. I did know that the offensive coordinator, offensive coordinator from UCF came to OU. So I figured, you know, OU is on his radar. Um, I figured as soon as Caleb Williams decided to go ahead and enter the transfer portal, he would be uh, next up, you know, to come to OU. So uh, I haven't heard too much about him. I think going from UCF to OU will be a little bit of a shock. Um, I mean, I just think, you know, you're playing against some teams. You have the potential to play against some teams, you know, in the playoffs and some bowl games that are just some top tier programs. So it'll be interesting to see how he holds up, but seems like he's going to do okay. Yeah. I think this Gabriel kid is pretty dang talented. I remember watching him his season at UCF. Uh, they, they've been really, really good down at UCF uh, the last few years. And they had that national championship in 2017. I'm giving it to him. Um, so let's go to the bowl season recap. Um, where do you want to start? Uh, near six bowl games. Um, Arkansas, I want to touch on Arkansas um, beating Penn State 24-10, down 10-0 at halftime. Uh, Sam Pittman's got a really good program at Arkansas that I think they're set for the future. Uh, SEC, they're getting more teams, but uh, they're, they're going to be set uh, for the future to come. And Penn State, I just think James Franklin, they've just been on the 
downhill slopes uh, the last two years and this year, COVID year and this year especially, I just have not been playing Penn State football, but Arkansas looking pretty good. Pittman's their guy. Have you been paying much attention to Arkansas? I think Arkansas is going to be a dark horse in the next few years. I think they have. I'm not going that far. I'm not going that far. Don't go that far. It's Arkansas. I, I, they've had some games recently, like in the last few years, I think they've had some games that in the next couple of years, I think they will be, I think they will be a team to watch. Do I think they will be a top four team? No, but I think they will be, I think they'll be up there. I think they will be a dark horse. I think they will be, yeah, it's interesting. They've, they've had some games where you really want to pay attention to them and they have some where, you know, they're just Arkansas. So yeah, <laughs> you I mean, don't really know. Yeah. They had that hot start, but they finished uh, with four losses, I believe. So yes, they, I mean, have a, they just put it, put it together for a whole season. I think if they, I think if they can keep that hot start rolling, I think they'll be pretty solid, but yeah, it's, you know, you end with four losses. It's not, you know, it's not looking too good. No. And then uh Fiesta bowl, uh, number nine, Oklahoma state defeats Notre Dame uh, number five, Notre Dame 37 to 35. Notre Dame had a just a huge lead, of course, uh, blew it. Cohen had a Fiesta Bowl record of 509 yards, five touchdowns. And Notre Dame has not won a New Year's Six Bowl game since 1994, 0-8 uh, since then. So Notre Dame just uh, – we've seen this in the playoffs. We've seen it just in every major bowl game. They, they can't – they get blown out. Uh, you see it every time. Notre Dame – they're blue blood and they're not winning these big games. Uh, give me, give me your analysis on the Fiesta Bowl as an Oklahoma State alum. I was gonna say, as you know, Oklahoma State, my alma mater. I was super disappointed the first uh, half of this game. It was looking pretty grim. Um, Marcus Freeman looked like he was gonna have a really good start um, as a head coach debut. Um, I truthfully don't know what happened. Uh, Oklahoma State scored thirty unanswered points. That is literally unheard of. Uh, overcame a 21-point lead, biggest in school history. I mean, and, you know, that's just insane. I don't understand how that happened. Um, thankfully, it did. You know, Malcolm Rodriguez, he's just insane. You know, I mean, you know, had an interception, just defensive, absolute monster. Uh, Spencer Sanders, you know, redeemed himself after losing to Baylor in the Big 12 through what four or five interceptions in one game. I mean, that's Probably, just, that's pretty average. It's pretty, it was, it was at least four, maybe five. It was absolute, absolutely ridiculous. Um, thankfully, you know, came back, had some good moments in the big 12 championship um, was uh, sorry, big moments after the big 12 championship. So uh, I was happy to see, you know, the pokes win. They had some big wins this year. Uh, I don't think next year is going to be as promising. There's quite a few key players transferring declaring for the draft or just graduating, you know, they're just not going to be able to play anymore. So um, losing some key players, Jalen Warren was back for the, for Oklahoma state, which we did not have in the big 12 championship, which was, you know, he, he has about 500 yards a game. Um, our next leader was Spencer Sanders with 100. So, you know, having him back is crucial. So um, obviously they are who I pay attention to the most, get and tell, um, but a big win for them. Very happy that they um, beat out Notre Dame. But, yeah, it, it just seems like Notre Dame just has a bad omen. I just don't think they can win win, win New Year's Six Bowls. I just don't think it's in the cards for them. So, But we'll oh, see. No. I, I, like, I, I like Marcus Freeman. I think he had a good start. Um, I think he's going to have a good year, good first year as a head coach. Yeah, they'll be, they'll be okay. They'll be Notre Dame. They're not in a conference, so it's uh, much easier to get wins. Uh, so uh, do you want Spencer Sanders back? Let me um, tell you this, 20 touchdowns on the year, 20. 
and then 12 interceptions. That's not a good quarterback. It's hard. Um, I don't, uh, I don't see anyone else coming in to replace him though. I mean, he's only a junior. He was the starting quarterback last year, um, as a sophomore. So I just, I just don't think it's, you know, I I don't think it's going to be anybody else to beat him out for quarterback. Um, Ellingworth, he played a few snaps this year, um, against Kansas didn't go so well, um, as backup quarterback. So I don't really think, um, there's going to be much movement there. So, um, I'm uh, Spencer Sanders. Okay. He plays good when he, when he, when he wants to, um, <laughs> when he decides that he's going to have a good game, he has a good game. Um, you know, it's, it's a mental game. I think for him too, I think against Baylor, we just totally lost our minds. Um, you know, beat him 24 to 10 earlier in the season. I mean, you know, he can't hardly score three touchdowns on him. So, uh, he's not my first pick, but uh, I don't really have a second one. So I guess he's there to stay. <laughs> Yeah, I guess if Billingworth was better, he probably would have been starting over him by now. Uh, uh, yes, I would hope. have to say so. But, you know, I'll root for the Pokes forever now. So we'll, we'll keep our fingers crossed. Um, what's the worst – or what's the saying? Uh, expect the worst, hope for the best. So here we go. <laughs> That's how we're going to go into the new year. <laughs> All right. Uh, number seven, Baylor beat. Number eight, Ole Miss, 21-7. to Matt Corral gets uh, injured just a few plays into this game. Uh, and they just completely shifted the game. I think if Matt Crowell stays healthy, uh, Ole Miss wins. Um, both teams are actually pretty even on total yards during this game. Uh, but Aranda, he's got a team building in Waco. This team can compete. I expect probably a top 10 a start uh, uh, next year in the preseason poll, kind of like Iowa State was this year. I think Baylor kind of takes that spot and moves in the top 10 for the preseason. Um, Abram Smith had 25 attempts for 172 yards, seven yards a carry for Baylor's running back. Um, Ole Miss, though, just they just couldn't get it done in the red zone. They were 0 for 2 inside the 20. You can't win games not being able to score uh, deep down. And then uh, we saw Ole Miss had that uh, – or Baylor had a pick six while Ole Miss was in the red zone. So that just completely shifted the game early. Uh, just no points for Ole Miss. Baylor just shut them down, but they did do it against their backup quarterback. Did you watch much of the Sugar Bowl? in new orleans um watched a little bit you know saw matt corral get hurt that just sucks i mean no better way to say it um yeah i mean you know when he comes back on crutches you know not dressed out i think it's you know i think that kind of changed the mood for Ole miss a lot um I don't, there's just something about baylor i guess they're giving people a hard time this year you know beat ou beat oklahoma state once you know they beat Ole miss I, I'm confused at what's going on in Waco. They've got something in the water down there. It's really confusing to me. They're they're. I think you're right. I think they're going to take that top ten spot in the preseason poll. Um, I I think they'll deliver on it too. You know, I think Iowa State was a huge letdown this year. You know, when you talk about preseason poll, um, I don't think Baylor's going to be that letdown. I think they're gonna. I think they're going to have a lot of momentum from the season. I think they're really happy with the wins they had. Okay with the losses they had. Um, just keep moving. I. Yeah, Baylor's got something. I don't know what it is, but yeah, because four games into the four or five games in the season, Baylor was awful. Baylor just looked so bad; they couldn't do anything on offense. Uh, you're like, all right, this is the normal Baylor that we've been seeing, and they kicked it into high gear halfway through the season. So we'll see if that trend continues. And then, obviously, the best game of the of the day, uh, number seventeen Utah, um, loses to number eight, number six Ohio State, forty eight to forty five. Utah was up 14-0, and then, what, they were up 
Um, Rose Bowl is, is just always a perfect game. Always uh, just a showdown, a, a cl- instant classic, one for the ages every time. Uh, CJ Stroud for Ohio State threw 46 times for 572 yards and six touchdowns. I believe he was four yards short of a uh, Rose Bowl record. Uh, throwing the ball 46 times. Uh, Jay, or Jay Najigba, uh, wide receiver for Ohio State, 346 yards receiving and three touchdowns. That was a record. Yes. Uh, both teams, both teams, uh, just great game. I think both teams will be extremely, extremely well uh, in going into the next season. This was crazy. This game was insane. That's a really high-scoring game, first of all. I mean, 48-45, that's, that's a lot of points. It's a big um, ball game. That's that's crazy. Um, yeah, you said you know Utah had a fourteen zero lead, fourteen and zero lead, and they had a thirty five twenty one lead. I mean, that's like two. That's two times they had a big lead, and they ended up losing. I mean, you know, Ohio State they had. Um, sorry, excuse me. Utah had a kick return for a touchdown and a fumble recovery in the end zone, and those are two. Man, when that happens, that sucks. You know, if you're Ohio State, you're not happy about it. Um, so I was pretty surprised that they came storming back like they did, but, um, you know, they missed out on the playoffs. They were number six or I have another number six. I'm sorry. Did you say they're number seven? No, they're number six. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they're number six. They barely missed out on the playoffs, you know, for a while there it was looking like it was going to be, you know, they were number two or three in the country. Um, so I'm not surprised that they ended up winning. I was surprised at, um, how much they were able to come back against Utah. Um, but yeah, I mean, just a crazy, Crazy. Five stars. That's what you expect out of five stars going against these three, maybe, maybe a few four stars in Utah, but uh crazy game. Nonetheless, uh, instant and Rose Bowl's Rose Bowl is always uh, just an instant classic game, no matter who's playing in it. Yeah. No, um, it's a fun one to watch. It was a good right, game. So the playoffs, uh, those happened. Uh, those were awful as usual. Um, uh, Number four, Cincinnati loses to Al- number one, Alabama, 27 to six. I Alabama's average margin of victory, I believe, is 26 points uh, in the playoffs, 23 to 26 points. The average playoff uh, first round game is at least 20 points, uh, diff- point differential. So these playoffs are never fun to watch. Uh, they, they're never close. Uh, this year just kept that rolling. Uh the first 10 plays Alabama ran were runs. And then 11th, you throw it in for a pass touchdown. So Bama was just wearing out Cincinnati uh, in the start. Um, honestly, though, Cincinnati did compete uh, pretty close. Uh, I think Bama scored late. Uh, but Cameron or Ritter only had 32 passes for 144 yards. You, that, that, you can't have that and win the game uh, 32 times for 144 yards. Sacked six times. Uh, Cincinnati only had 64 rushing yards and Alabama 301 total rushing yards on the ground. Uh, Bryce Young only 181 yards, but three touchdowns through the air and uh, Bama actually ran the ball like they hadn't all year. They really relied on Bryce Young with his 46 touchdowns, 4,000 yards. Uh, They just decided let's wear Cincinnati out They're They're not built like us. They don't have these five stars. So let's just wear them, wear them and tear them down. And it worked. Alabama got that big win. What'd you see from the Cotton Bowl? Um, nothing surprising. Uh, I I think everyone wanted Cincinnati to win just because why not? You know, I think that would have just been crazy. I would have loved to see Cincinnati in the championship. Um, 
I mean, I wasn't super interested in this game, honestly. I figured Alabama was going to whoop Cincinnati, um, literally just wear and tear them. Um, I will say, I think Cincinnati played decent. You know, I mean, I, I think they, you know, 27 to six, it could have been a lot worse. You know, we've seen worse. Um, you yeah, know. you run the ball 300 times or 300 yards, you just wear them down and keep that, keep that clock rolling so that Cincinnati wouldn't have a chance. Yeah, it was, I mean, I would have liked Cincinnati to win. I think, I, I think everyone kind of knew Alabama was going to win this one. I mean, Alabama's just, it's Alabama. you know, that's all you, that's all you can say about them. That's all <laughs> so you got to say. It's Alabama. It's Alabama. That's all you can say. It's all you need to say. So, you know, there's that. Um, so, yeah, guess we'll get into championship later. So, yeah. And then another boring game, the Orange Bowl. Um, number two, Michigan, uh, defeated by Georgia. Number three, Georgia, 11 to 34. What'd you see in that game? Uh, again, you know, Georgia strikes within the first five minutes. It's just all downhill for, for Michigan. I mean, you get rolling that fast. I mean, that's just insane. I mean, Georgia, you know, had an interception, forced a fumble. Um, you know, when you, I don't, I don't know, that fumble, when you force it like that, I feel like the defense, you know, just shows everyone says, you know, Georgia's defense is what's going to win them games. Um, but I think they played well after losing to Alabama the previous week um, in the SEC championship. So uh, I, I wasn't surprised. I figured they were going to beat Michigan. Um, I was surprised that Michigan was second over Georgia. Um, you know, in the final picks, I thought that was a little interesting. No. But Michigan, I, well, Michigan won their championship. Michigan was the better team. I, I think it's fair enough. I just think I, I don't know. I've, I was, I was honestly surprised, you know, it's all for, it's all for gigs these days, you know, but um, I wish Michigan would have won. I would have loved to see Michigan in Cincinnati. I think that would have been absolutely ridiculous. I think it would have been so much fun, um, but that's all right. It's going to get a lot, that would have got a lot more ratings than what this week's about to get. Um, this was actually my uh, pit. I, I picked Michigan to win this game. I think most, I think Michigan was favored too. Um, I know most, most people picked Michigan, uh, but just no competition either. Uh, Michigan was down 27 to three at the halftime. Uh, it, it, the playoff games are never fun. It doesn't matter. Uh, I expected more of a fight from Michigan. I, but yeah. Harbaugh is going to Harbaugh. Uh, he got his two big wins of the year. Uh, couldn't really expect a third big win from Michigan because that's what they do. Uh, but uh, Harbaugh's got this team pretty much set up. And I think next year, next year will be a pretty good year. I don't know if they can, uh, duplicate what they did this year but uh moving on to the national championship we're getting bama and georgia i don't care i don't i don't even think i'm watching this um i i don't think i'm watching i know many many people i've talked to we don't care we do not care we are not watching this game uh but georgia opens up as a two and a half point favorite uh, this is the rematch from the 2017 national championship. And just two weeks ago where Bama beat the brakes off of Georgia, 41, 24, um, uh, Georgia, um, they were undefeated and they won, they won their whole season by 15 plus points. They've held, they held eight opponents to under seven points, uh, this Georgia defense. And then Bama just goes in and, uh, throws throws all over and Bryce Young showed us all right I'm the Heisman when I'm the Heisman contender I'm the Heisman winner let me just come and throw it throw all over y'all um you guys have this great defensive line so we're not going to run the ball on you we're just going to throw it over you uh what do you expect out of this national championship yeah um I probably won't watch it either let's be honest um I think Alabama's going to take it 
I just, I mean, I don't know, like you said, they beat the brakes off of George. I mean, they just didn't give him a chance. I mean, like, I mean, like, like you said, they're just going to throw the ball over them. You know, you don't want to run through them. So go over them. I think that's their strategy. I don't know why they would change it. Um, so I, I just, I just don't see Georgia coming back from getting beat that bad, uh, by Alabama. I think it's just too, too hard. Um, you know, Georgia, like you said, Alabama allows 10 more points per game than Georgia does. You know, their defense is better than Alabama statistically, but Alabama's offense, I mean, can't go around them, can't go through them, just go over them. That's, that's what they've done. That's what they'll do. Um, I won't be surprised. I think it'll be a closer game. I'm thinking 27-21. I changed my prediction from my earlier thoughts. Um, I think it'll be a close game, but, you know, I, won't, I don't think there's going to be any surprises. Right, going Alabama in the national championship, Natalie is. Um, yeah, I'm saying if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Um, but you did run the ball for 300 yards against Cincinnati. I know it's an inferior opponent, but you still, that's a lot of yards against any power five team. Um, so I think they do incorporate the run just a little bit more, but I think uh, you got to really rely on Bryce Young to uh, throw the ball. Um, I think it's going to be a lot closer uh, this time as well. Uh, Stetson Bennett has to have a perfect game. Zero turnovers, zero interceptions, and at least two touchdowns minimum throwing uh, through the air. Uh, Saban, though, he owns Kirby Smart. Uh, Kirby Smart's 0-4 against Nick Saban. Um, I don't see that changing. I think it's 0-5. The Tide get their fourth title in eight years. Uh, Alabama. Bryce Young, monster game. I think he goes 300 yards, 350 yards. Uh, Bama wins 34-24 over the Georgia Bulldogs in a rematch from 2017. All right, so anything else to add on college football? I'm going to miss it. I love college football. It's been my weekend activity for the last several months. Um, so, yeah, it's been it's been a good season. I've been happy most of it. <laughs> um you know, I think there's just, I think there's gonna be a lot of changes. I mean, so many head coaching changes. And I don't know if it's because I haven't paid attention too much before this year. Um, but I feel like this year was crazy. With it's not usually games. like this. It's not usually like I was just so confused. Um, like I said, this is the first year I've really been into it, watching a lot of games that aren't my team, you know, paying attention, watching the college football picks. But Man, next year's going – I feel like next year's going to be crazy. I don't know if it's there's going to be a lot of close games. I don't know if there's going to be a lot of blowout games. I can't decide how I feel about it. Um, oh, I think don't worry, Natalie. It's the same four teams every year. OU, Georgia, Bama, Clemson, Ohio State. Those five teams every year. So, we took an off year this year, but it'll be back next year. You know, it's – That's just how it always goes. One can only dream, you know, but just kidding. Yeah, no, yeah. it'll be – I mean, it's, it's the same programs every year you see in the top, you know, top six at least, you know, not the top four or so. Um, but, yeah, I'll be interested to see how next year goes with all these coaching changes. I'm, uh, I'm excited. It'll be good. Yeah, crazy year to get started in uh, watching college football. So Happy I did it. <laughs> all Except right, before we move on to the NFL, make sure you follow on any uh, streaming service at uh, Burgers and Brats and stay up to date with latest news on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Burgers and Brats. So, final week in the NFL, week 18. There's still lots to be decided. Uh, the first AFC 
uh, playoff spot wasn't even clinched until a week or two ago. So we're, we're deep late into the season. Uh, some clinch spots, um, Tennessee uh, going down in order, Tennessee, Kansas City, Cincinnati, the Bills, and the Patriots have all clinched spots. Uh, two teams are in the hunt, uh, the Colts and Chargers. So if those two win, they're in uh, this weekend. And then teams on the bubble, Vegas, Pittsburgh, and Baltimore. And some of these teams play each other. So uh, those three need one of those other two to lose. And then the NFC, Green Bay, Rams, Bucks, Dallas, Cards, and Eagles are all clinching, have all clinched a spot in the NFC. Uh, one team in the hunt, the 49ers, and one team on the bubble, the Saints. So uh, 49ers play a uh, already clinched NFC uh, playoff team. So we'll see what happens there. We'll talk about that. So a lot to be decided, and there are going to be some great games in the NFL. Uh, Natalie, how much NFL have you watched this year? More, um, more college girl? Yes. The NFL is kind of like a foreign language to me. Um, I like college. I feel like I can relate to it more. Um, but, I mean, like you said, I love I love a good stakes game. You know, when there's some teams playing each other that are vying for a playoff spot, I think that's always interesting. Um, those are always good games to watch. So, I think that'll be fun. Um, yeah, not, not, too much, uh, not too much NFL for me. Uh, we're a Steelers and Saints family, so um, that sucks. You know, <laughs> it's uh, it's a tough life to live. No, I'm just kidding. Um, went to my first NFL game this year, so you know I've never been before. So it was a good. Uh, maybe I'll get into it next year a little bit more, but I'm paying. I feel like I'm paying enough attention to kind of know what's going on. So all right, I'll just ask you to make some predictions here. Okay. Um, <laughs> Dallas at Philadelphia. Uh, Dallas has already clinched their division. Uh, Dallas is actually still a five-point favorite. Um, uh, Philly, though, is playing much better than what they were playing uh, last time they faced Dallas. Um, let's see. Philadelphia's won, um, I believe, uh, five of their last eight. So Philadelphia has been super hot. Uh, Dallas wins. They're the four seed right now. If they win, they jump to the two seed uh, in the NFC. So a lot riding on this especially if that once he loses, you get home field advantage. Um, Eagles did have 12 players on COVID this week. So uh, they're going to be all be back for this game, but that will uh, probably have an impact on this game and their bodies. Dallas has 33 takeaways this year, uh, tied from first uh, with the Colts. uh, And they have lost the last three games that they have not had a turnover. So uh, Dallas, they don't get a turnover. Probably not going to win this game. Uh, but I expect a turnover with Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. Uh, Philadelphia, though, they need to slow this game down with the running attack. Jalen Hurts uh, uh, spread the ball too, and just uh, make sure they make sure they run the clock because the Dallas defense extremely good. Uh, wear them out, tear them down, and a much better chance of winning this game. But I'm going Dallas, uh, getting a big win, jumping to the two seed, 27-24. All right, I like it. Um... I also going to go with Dallas. Um, it's going to be super embarrassing if I get this wrong. Uh, Dallas and Philly played right at the home opener for Dallas this year, right? I believe it was week four. Okay. Pretty no, sure. No, it may have been home opener. Pretty sure that's the game I went to. Uh, late September, pretty sure that's the game I went to. Dallas played really well. Um, it was a fun game. So I'm just going to. 
hope I'm their good luck charm. We're just going to keep rolling with Dallas for that one. Yeah, both teams are pretty much – they haven't done a 180, but Eagles have done a complete 180, but Dallas has been uh, slipping down a little bit, uh, on offense at least. Uh, and then uh, next game, San Francisco at the Rams. Rams a four-and-a-half-point favorite. You have a preference in this game? Um, I'm just going to go with the 49ers. Don't know why. Just have a feeling <laughs> about it. Um, I don't keep up with these two teams. But, um, yeah, not – not too much interest for me there. So, <laughs> all right. So, uh, 49ers actually been playing really good football the last few weeks. Uh, they do not start out so hot. Um, Rams, they win, they win the division. Uh, so I, they're definitely going to go out there and try their hardest to win, even with a clinched playoff spot. Uh, San Francisco D, though, needs to force Stafford into these tight throws because he's had 15 interceptions on the year. Uh, and he has the most pick sixes, uh, by any quarterback this year. Uh, the Rams, though, have won five in a row. Uh, that luck's got to run out at some point, right? You just you kind of hope you lose one like right before the playoffs, maybe. Uh, tell your guys what that's like uh, and get back on track after that. Uh, but can San Francisco keep up with the scoring attack of the Rams? No. But can their defense maybe make a few stops? I'll go yes. Uh, I got San Francisco winning this game uh, upset. Uh, 21-21, and the 49ers jump into the playoffs. So uh, next game, we'll go Pitt at Baltimore. Baltimore, a a five-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, Lamar Jackson, I believe, is back. Uh, He has not been playing that great of football this year. I know he's had a lot of injuries, uh, just and otherwise just has not looked like his uh, MVP self. Uh, It's Big Ben's last game for the Steelers. Uh, Are you sad about that? Or maybe Um, maybe his last game. Uh, Most likely, though, yes. I am not super sad. I think my dad's pretty sad about that. Um, but yeah, you know, I think with it being his last game, I think they'll just want to, I think, I think the whole team's going to want to win for Ben. I mean, you know, whether you like him or not, he's Ben Roethlisberger, you know who he is. Um, I think, I think they'll want that win for him bad enough um, to beat out Baltimore. So I'll go with Pittsburgh on this. They may want it, but they're my 25th in offense. So uh, we'll see if they can perform uh, both teams though. Both teams are pretty bottom tier on defense as well. Baltimore is just the uh, top 10 on offense. So I, I trust the Ravens a little bit more. Big Ben is just, he's not himself. He's not, he's not the old, the older uh, or the younger version of Big Ben. He's the older version now. Um, I think Big Ben, his career ends with a loss. Um, sad to see him go, uh, but it is definitely time. It was probably time last year for uh, Big Ben Roethlisberger to retire. So I'm going Baltimore making, or Baltimore winning this game. Who you got in the game? Sorry? Who do you have in the game winning? Um, uh, I uh, Just because you said Baltimore, I'll go with Pittsburgh. We'll just <laughs> – we'll just, I can't agree with you on everything, right? We'll just, we'll just go halvesies. I don't, think, I don't think they have the offense to win. I, I could be wrong, though. Anything can happen in these divisional games. Uh, and then, finally, uh, the Chargers head to Vegas. Uh, Chargers a three-point favorite. This is win or go home. Winner goes to the playoffs. Loser goes home. Uh, Vegas, though, if you go home, you're in Vegas. So nothing wrong with that. Uh, who you got in the or Chargers, uh, Vegas? Um, why don't they just both end in a tie? They Both of them could go then, right? You, you end in a tie, you both go. Uh, both quarterbacks, yeah. though, just complete. They, both quarterbacks are just the complete identical stats uh, for the most part. Both uh, at 4,000 yards, like right at. 
14 interceptions, but the big difference here is Justin Herbert has 35 touchdowns for the Chargers, while uh, Derek Carr only 21 on the season. Uh, Los Angeles won the first matchup in week four, 28 to 14. Uh, Josh Jacobs, though, uh, they need they need a monster game from him. Uh, Chargers are 30th in the league in their rush defense. Uh, so Raiders, just run the ball down their throats. Uh, that's how you're going to get some points and just keep Justin Herbert off the field from him slinging it because they've got a great passing attack there. Uh, but Chargers defense, too good. I'm going Chargers 27 to 17, and they go to the playoffs. Yeah, I have, this is probably going to be, you know, one of the only NFL games I watched this week. Um, like I said, I like a I like a winner go home situation. I think those are always those are always fun to watch. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I'll I'll go with the Chargers. I think you know, like you said, it's. I think you know, like you say, run you know, run the ball. But I think there's only so many times you can run the ball without them uh, catching on or catching up. So um, yeah, I'll go with Chargers. All right, not much, not much difference in those picks uh, for the NFL. Uh, that we made, but uh, I'm, I'm glad the playoffs are here. NFL playoffs are just so fun to watch. Uh, extremely, extremely entertaining. Uh, who, uh, Who's an underdog team for you that you could see? Maybe one team that we haven't really talked about. Maybe one of those teams that I was kind of in the middle of the rankings that uh, you could see maybe making the Super Bowl or making a deep run or just winning, making the Super Bowl. Oh, geez. Um, Super Bowl, I have the Chiefs and the Packers. Um, I would like to see someone other than Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. Um, I think, I don't know. Packers are they're good. They're really good. Uh, the Chiefs, I like the Chiefs. Um, I'd be interested to see those two play. Um, so I think that would be, I think that'd be a fun game. No Tom Brady goggles for those refs because he won't be there. So <laughs> that's uh, – that's what I'd want to see in there. Um, don't know if it'll happen, but that's what I have for the Super Bowl um, playoffs. Uh, my heart would like for the Saints to somehow s- sneak their way in there. There's um, a bu- there's a chance they're on the bubble. Forty ers need to lose. Um, I think the, to win. I think the Colts have a chance too. I'll go with I'll go with the Saints and the Colts. That's who I'd like to see make the playoffs. All right. Uh, some of my underdog teams, I know I'll talk more about this next week uh, when the playoffs actually get here and we have the actual seedings. Uh, but I think the Bengals, uh, I know they're really hot right now. Maybe it's not really under the radar right now, but the uh, Bengals have looked phenomenal uh, the past few weeks. Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon, uh, T. Higgins, uh, really, really good. on That offense is rolling. And then NFC, I think I got the Eagles. Uh, maybe maybe as the underdog, they've, they've won eight of their last 11 games, the Eagles. So pretty pretty remarkable stuff with Jalen Hurts out there. And we'll get a really good idea when they face a good Cowboys team uh, this week. And then, so, so your Super Bowl pick. All right. We have the same. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't know. I didn't know. Uh, I've got the Chiefs and the Packers. I, I really like – this one's not an underdog, but the Patriots. I, I really like them, but – uh, just because the Chiefs have home field, you can't beat the Chiefs at home. It's impossible. So that's why I'm going Chiefs on that. Otherwise, I'd go Patriots. But Chiefs and Packers, yeah. We'll see if – I think Aaron Rodgers has lost uh, the last four games in the NFC Championship in a row. So hopefully they don't lose five in a row. Uh, because It's kind of hard to do, but they've lost the last four 
in the uh, NFC Championship. Uh, so both going with Chiefs and Packers right now. This may change. In All right. Uh, Natalie, uh, anything else on the NFL? Uh, no, not not on the NFL for me. Maybe I should uh, get a little bit more well-educated in that realm. So I'll start watching some games just in time for the fun stuff. Yep, just watch this week in the playoffs. Only a few more weeks to go. Um, uh, thank you so much for coming on and talking sports. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was so much fun. So have to come back next year, talk some more college football. <laughs> yes, uh, season's only what, nine months away? <laughs> so we're almost there. We're almost there. Uh, you want to give out your socials for everyone listening? Um, I just, I'm on, I'm on Instagram. It's just Natalie Honore underscore. So that's just me. That's it. <laughs> and we'll have that out on Burgers and Brats. Uh, yeah, again, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, everyone, have a happy new year. Happy 2022. We made it somehow, uh, just beginning of another year. Um Enjoy the national championship. Enjoy week 18 in the NFL playoffs. Uh, make sure you uh, listen anywhere at Burgers and Brats, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Pandora, anywhere. And then hopefully uh, check out the latest news on Twitter and Instagram. And hopefully you're watching on YouTube right now at Burgers and Brats. Thank you all for listening. Take care. Stay safe.